Welcome to Sandra Ray's Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. You're listening to episode 18. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host Sandra Ray and I'm delighted you are here for this episode. It's a really special episode and it's something that I don't think many people talk about enough but it really needs to be addressed. So we are going to be talking about if you are addicted to suffering and why that is and how to recognize it and how to get out of that cycle. So before we get into it though, I just want to acknowledge if you're watching this on the video, it may look like I'm wearing my pajamas because there's a moon and stars on my t-shirt. I assure you, I am not. Um, I am wearing a t-shirt that actually says curious, creative, confident and brave. I don't know if you can see it all. Um, And that's pretty much how I'm feeling. That pretty much sums me up. Not all the time. Um, Sometimes I'm a little bit less than curious and less than confident. Uh, But at the moment, that's pretty much summing me up. So, and by the way, I I was thinking the other day, do you ever notice, obviously this is a t-shirt, but when you go to buy pajamas in the shop. Why is it that the people who design them think that all women revert to being six-year-olds and they put like little furry things and animals and whatnot on pajamas? Why is that? I just wanted to put that out there. Just wanted to see if you felt the same way, but I just was looking around at pajamas the other day and I just noticed that there seemed to be that theme of grown people, adult pajamas, and they have this like child theme. You might have noticed it yourself, maybe not. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. What I wanted to talk to you today was about states of suffering and how suffering can become addictive. And I want you to really look at this honestly with yourself, to really recognize, are you addicted to suffering? Now, another word that I use for this is drama, because to me, that can be a state of suffering as well, when you're constantly searching for drama or you're seeking drama out, even though you probably don't even recognize it. Because the chances are, if you're doing this, If you're addicted to suffering, if you're addicted to drama, if you're addicted to fear, you probably don't recognize it. And that is the problem. So first of all, we're going to get into that a bit later, but first of all, let's look at why you become addicted to suffering. So suffering is this umbrella that I use for states of fear, states of drama, states of even when you're being playing the victim. That's suffering, isn't it? So any state of suffering, any state of fear, any situation that causes drama and just all of that stuff. So when you think about it, it's a little bit like a drug. It's that drug that you know is bad for you. You know you shouldn't be doing it, but you get a little bit of a kick off it and you keep going back for more. And every time you go back, you might just get that little kick or that little high, 
but there's always the hangover there's always the low that comes after it but you don't you're not able to see that at the time it's too addictive you are just seeking out the high you're seeking out that little bit of excitement and you're not thinking about the consequences so why do we do this why do we seek out our highs through suffering why do and you may think that's totally counterintuitive you think of suffering as being the opposite to a high but when we're in states of drama when we're in that victim state when you're in that state of feeling fear there's a slight thrill sometimes that we get from it and when you think about it why do people watch thriller movies why do people watch horror movies because they get that state of a little bit of suspense, a little bit of a high, and it makes them feel more alive. It takes you out of your mundane and boring life. And I'm not saying you're living in a mundane and boring life, but it takes you out of that emotional state and it brings you into a heightened emotional state. And it's like children, you know, the way they say that any attention children get, whether it's positive feedback or negative feedback, to them, it's all good. So whether you are praising a child or whether you're admonishing a child, to them, it's the same thing. They're still getting attention. And it's the exact same with us. Whether we are getting our highs from something positive or whether we're getting our highs and thrills and kicks or whatever you want to call it from something not so positive it's all the same we feel the same way and the only difference is with the positive you don't get the hangover you don't get the come down with the negative you end up suffering the repercussions so let's look at this in a bit more detail so when you think about it when you really ask yourself, why am I doing this? What is it that I'm getting from this? There's always something that you are getting from it. And you have to identify what it is that you're getting. Because if you can identify that, then you can start feeding that through positive experiences. So if you are feeling more alive, if you are feeling just more excitement in your life, then start asking yourself, how can I start generating excitement from positive experiences rather than from, I don't want to say negative experiences, but rather than from painful experiences, okay? So start looking at all the areas where you're experiencing pain or suffering. Ask yourself, okay, what do I get out of this? How does this make me feel? And there's always something you might say, no, there's nothing that I'm getting out of this and I promise you, there is always something that you are getting out of it. And you have to drill down into that. You have to be really honest with yourself, really open to looking at that and seeing what you are getting out, out of it. Because I guarantee there is something that you're getting out of it. And if you weren't getting anything out of it, then you would stop doing it. You would stop being in victim state. You would stop being in states of fear. You would stop being in suffering mode and you might think that that's not a choice you might think that that's just something that happens and what I say to you is that you are the masterful artist of your life you get to choose you get to decide 
you are the only one. You are the creator. You're the co-creator with the universe. But ultimately, you get to decide. And then the universe comes in to support you with what you decide. And the universe doesn't care. If you decide you want suffering, the universe says, there you go. And if you decide you want positive experiences, the universe equally says, there you go. So you're the one who decides. So it makes sense and it makes total logical sense to always choose experiences that are positive, that are rewarding, that are fulfilling rather than experiences that are painful or experiences that cause suffering. But when it comes to it, because we're creatures of habit, because we continue to do the same things over and over, we will choose the suffering because we don't know any other way, we don't know better, and we don't know how to change these habits. So the solution is, as I said, to seek out your thrills, your excitement, whatever the kickback you're getting is, to recognize first of all what that is, but to seek it out then from experiences that cause you joy and not from experiences that cause fear or suffering. Now, the other side of this is that fear is easy to access. We all know what fear feels like. We all know what suffering feels like. We all know what being the victim feels like, being in drama feels like. We all know that. It's easy to meet up with your friends and chat for hours and hours about all the suffering in your life, all the pain in your life, all the things that are going wrong. Everybody has easy access to those states. But most people don't know how to access joy at will. And you will have experienced joy, you will have experienced happiness, you will have experienced all those positive states that you're trying to get back to. But the problem is that most people don't know how to experience them at will. So this is what I want to teach you, to be able to access those states at will and not be depending on outside forces to create those states for you. So what we usually do is say you have something exciting coming up like a party or you're meeting with friends or just something that's exciting for you and you anticipate the excitement that you're going to feel and you know that being around those people is going to cause you to feel good and you know that that's an experience that you want to have. Now you may think well in order to experience those feelings I'm going to have to wait until Saturday or whatever day it is that that party or that thing is planned. So it's like the you know working week we think that we have to suffer all week Monday to Friday and then Saturday and Sunday or Friday night Saturday Sunday go wild and experience all those feelings that we want to feel during the week but we don't and then we go back to the cycle of living the life of suffering Monday to Friday I don't want to do this. This is boring. I hate my job. And then the weekend, we're free. Let's go party. Uh, so no, that is not the way to live. That is not how your life was meant to be. That is not how you are meant to exist, I promise you. So what you want to do is to be able to access states of joy, states of bliss, states of experiencing that high that you get from other experiences from meeting up with your friends, from doing all the things that you love, you want to be able to experience that at will. So 
the way to do that, and I know you're going to laugh at me, you're going to say, Sandra, you're crazy. What are you talking about? But the way to do that is through meditation. And unless you've experienced this, unless you've been there, unless you have experienced the states of bliss that you can attain to through meditation, then you won't know what I'm talking about and you'll think I'm crazy. And you're probably right to think that way because you'll think, how can you sit and do nothing and experience bliss? But that's exactly how it works because most of the time we're so busy chasing after the thing we want. And ultimately when we get there, it's fleeting. That party on the Saturday, the experience that you get from it, yes, you have a great time, but it's fleeting. And you're always attaining to the next things like, okay, what's next? The holiday. Okay, what's next? I'll go shopping and buy the clothes. That's going to give me that feeling. Okay, what's next? Uh, I need a new phone. Okay, what's next? Got that. What's next on my list? And it's always like just never ending. So when you're living that way, when you're living from that cycle of one thing to the next, and maybe it's not the, as we were saying at the start, maybe it's not the shopping and the mobile phone and the new things that you buy that you're getting those hits from. Maybe it's that argument. Maybe it's the, I don't know, it's the state of suffering that you're in when you're sitting in traffic. Maybe it's something else that you're getting your hit from. It's like you are experiencing the heightened state of pain, of suffering, of anger, of sadness. But to you, that's better than experiencing nothing at all. It's like the kid, the positive feedback and the negative feedback are the same thing. They're all feedback and it's all attention. And it's the same with you. You don't care if it's that positive experience or if it's the painful experience, it's all feeling. And you want that desperately enough because you don't want to not feel. So the way to get back into feeling is to get back in touch with yourself. In, and when you get back in touch with yourself, when you start going within, then you start to realize that nothing can give you the feeling that you want to feel from the outside. Nothing that you buy, no amount of people, no amount of relationships, friends, jobs, careers, nothing can give you that feeling. You have to know that you are the source. It comes from within. And when you can give that to yourself at will, then you will be able to enjoy those states more and more because you know how to access them. You know where to go to find that feeling. And you know that you don't need to suffer in order to experience that feeling. You, know, you don't need to suffer to experience any feeling. You know that you can go within and you can experience states of bliss at will by just simply reconnecting with your inner being, with your inner self. And that infinite well of joy, of happiness, of freedom that's within you. So... I'm not going to go into any lengthy, detailed processes today about how to meditate. What I might do actually is I'll put a link below to a meditation that you can download, a guided meditation that you can start to use and you can start to experience those states. And now 
just to warn you, you may listen to this once and you may think that didn't work. I didn't experience bliss. And it's like going to the gym. I always use this analogy. If you go to the gym on the first day and you expect to have all the muscles or lose all the weight or run the marathon the second day, you know that's not realistic. And it's the same with meditation. You have to keep practicing. You have to keep going with it. And then you will start to see the results. But doing it once isn't going to give you the result you want. Just as going to the gym once isn't going to give you the body or the fitness that you want. So please don't give up on it. Keep going with it. Keep practicing. And you will get there and you will start to feel so much better. And I can attest to it. My clients who come to my meditation classes can attest to it. And there's so many studies, there's so many scientifically proven studies of the benefits of meditation that it's just, it's too much to ignore. So either you choose, okay, am I prepared to do this? And it only takes a few minutes. You're not going to have to sit for an hour in the lowest position. You can do five or 10 minutes meditation each day. And that's all you need to start with. It doesn't even have to be 10 minutes or five minutes. It can be one or two minutes. But I'll put the link to that guided meditation and you can start experiencing this for yourself and getting back to you, to who you really are. Because at your core, you are love and love is joy, love is bliss, love is happiness. And that is who you are. That's really who you are at your core. And it's just getting back to that. So I hope this has helped you and listen to the meditation, download it, use it, put it on your phone so you have easy access to it and let me know your feedback and how you get on and I will see you next week thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening and watching see you soon